Hello everyone, welcome back to my solo road. I am sitting across from my friend Jared. We are doing laundry in the San Diego, Carlsbad, Oceanside, Encinitas area. I think we're a little unsure, but um, yeah, they're all within like a 30 minute drive from each other. So it's the night before this big gathering that's in San Diego like every other month, but I kind of feel like this might be the is this the biggest one? Is that silly to say? No, because I think everybody flocks here for the yeah. winter. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, everybody kind of comes to Southern California for the winter. So, And this is also the first one of the year. Yeah. So I feel like everybody kind of is amped up. Everybody that's new in vans is like on their way and coming. There's probably going to be 300 to 400 vans. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the same gathering that is tomorrow was last year in January, apparently to the day almost, where I met Jared for the first time. It was, uh, it was cool. It was awesome. It was <laughs> you cool. sound very excited. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I was like trying cool. to think. It was really just, uh, I was like, oh, what's up, Sydney? It yeah. Cool. But yeah, so now we've been friends for a year. We have. Uh, and we've been hanging out in this area for like a week with our lovely friends, Alexa, who was on the podcast last week. Uh, and then a couple people who will be on the podcast for the next couple of weeks. Like, <laughs> this has been the best week ever because I'm knocking out so many with, like, all of my friends before I go hide out in Tahoe for a little bit. But, yeah, I would love for you to introduce yourself. This is Jared. I don't even think I've said his name yet. Yeah, he's awesome. So, introduce yourself. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm Jared Tachi, originally from, I guess, Boston, Massachusetts. I'm in my mid-30s. I moved into the van, or a van, about almost three years ago. I sold that van, and now I, I live in my second van, which is... My quote unquote dream van. Ooh. I know, I love this van. So it's a nice um, one. Thank you. And I lived in Los Angeles 10 years and I lived in Vegas for two years prior to that. Okay, so you lived in Vegas for two years, then LA for 10, and then you moved into the van. Correct. Well, uh, about a year and a half of the 10 were in a van. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the last like portion of my Los Angeles living was in a van. Got it. Yeah. What was... kind of van do you have now? I have a 2019 Mercedes Sprinter, the high roof, 2,500, 144-inch uh, wheelbase. Got it. And then what was your first van? That was a 2017 Dodge Ram Promaster. Oh, no way. I didn't know your first yeah. van was a Promaster. 159-inch wheelbase. So it was the big one. Not yeah. the extended, but just the 159, yeah. The bigger one. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to get into many more details, but first, we are going to pour ourselves something to drink, and we will be right back. Sounds yeah, good? Yeah, I love... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. And we are back. Um, shout out yet again to Union Wine. If you see them in the stores, they are little cans of wine. Cans of wine are amazing for van life because they you don't have to worry about bottles or breaking or like shattered glass anywhere, which has happened in my van or the dogs spilling it or anything like that. So uh, yeah, love them. If you see them in the stores, that's what I was saying a second ago. It says Underwood Wine. So I think Union is like... We were talking about this actually earlier, yeah. like a parent company. I don't know. I think it's Union that owns Underwood Wine. So Underwood is like in the umbrella of... In the umbrella of, of Union. Union. That's pretty cool. Yes, which is fun because... So for Alexa's podcast, I told her to grab wine because I only had like one or two cans left. And then she grabbed a can of wine. I thought she was going to like bring a bottle or bring a glass or something. She brought a can and it was Underwood it Wine. It was Underwood Wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was like a happy accident. Anyways, okay, let's get started with all of this. So you've been living in a A-van for three years. I'm sorry, how long have you been in this one? Uh, this one, I bought it in April 
I started the build in, I guess, May. I then drove to Boston to continue the build in June. Then I went to Portland in, wow, August. And then I came to LA or I guess San Diego in Thanksgiving. But I, I guess I finished the van in September. Okay. Right around there. And then I went to a trip to Banff, and I did a bunch of other oh, things. Yeah, I'm very excited for Banff. Oh, it was like honestly, it's like I can't. Words don't give it justice. <laughs> like, I yeah, can't, or pictures. Banff is a city and national park all in Canada. Yeah, for people who do not know, but it truly is like one of the most beautiful places, just at least photogenic. Because I've never been there in person, but in pictures, it's like mind blowing. I went in the off season. Oh, really? Uh, I went in October, and that's, um, I was, it's the off-season, te- technically. And I, it was so beautiful. They had snow. Moraine Lake, which is their famous lake, which right. everybody, everybody has seen a photo of Moraine Lake. It was frozen over. Wow. And I have pictures on my Instagram on that, but <laughs> um, I got to stand on Moraine Lake. So it was, yeah, like, that's super so epic. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and it was, it was, uh, I want to say it was 18 degrees where we were. And then we hiked up to like like a summit mountain point, and it was zero where we oh, were wow. hiked up to. And you were in the van. Oh, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> we will get into that. Jared yeah. has like this is truly is his dream van, it and is. so he kind of put like everything in terms of like all of the System, fancies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of the fancy things that you could get in a van. Like he really has in this van, which is amazing. You even have heated floors. Yes, I do. Yeah, but it's not just the heated floors. Like it kind of radiates into the van, so it actually is like it heats the van, which is very nice. And I'm hardcore jealous. I just like grab Ella from across the bed and <laughs> squeeze her closely and hope that I don't die. Yeah, but I I try and stick with warm places regardless. You do something very interesting for work, so I'd love for you to talk about remote work. Uh, yeah, I am now officially, it took me a while, but I am now a full-time YouTuber. Love uh, that. And I, but I also like to say that I'm an entrepreneur because I do a bunch of different things. Right. But I guess my main source of income is, uh, YouTube. It's a solid 85% of my income. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've been doing YouTube ever since my first van build. Uh, actually six months after I moved into my first van, I finally worked up the courage to release a video. It's scary, isn't it? Is it is super scary to put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, and then I released the first video on my brother's birthday on 2018. So it was January 2nd, 2018. And that was, um, I, yeah, I released that video and I've been just obsessed with YouTube and, uh, ever since, but, uh, you know, to clarify, I was in Los Angeles, you know, eight and a half years prior to that, working on acting, improv, comedy, everything. Right. And then... Well, you've been... I was... I was... Busting your butt for a while. Yes, I was. Classic LA, you know? such an LA kid. (laughs) Um, No, I love that. But yeah, and I think it's interesting that you specifically said that you've been doing YouTube for a while. And like, it's definitely not... I think a lot of people have this misconception of moving into a van and then suddenly... I'm just going to do YouTube and make a full-time living, like, within, I don't know, even a month or two. So, I mean, I would love to hear kind of your grind on YouTube. I'm familiar with it. Okay. But I think people would be interested in really knowing how difficult, specifically YouTube, because, yep. like, Instagram is a beast of its own. Yeah. But YouTube is, like, I mean... It's another beast. Yeah. A, a much bigger beast. Yes. 
Um, we have a wonderful motorcycle that just started I up know. right next to us. <laughs> it was lovely. Also, besides the motorcycle, I really try so hardly to get the sound quality every week. And I'm not sure about this one because we are in a parking lot, literally, <laughs> while our clothes are in the washing machine. And do your listeners understand like how much time you put into the sound quality? Because like you spent <laughs> a solid 10, 12 minutes working on sound. <laughs> I, I'm trying. But we're. it's also not usually this difficult because I... Like, we'll try and go somewhere in the middle of nowhere. So secluded. Um, So we're we're not secluded at all. No, we're literally outside of a laundromat right now. (laughs) It's 11 p.m. also. Like... Hey, well, it's wine, you know, laundry. It's a perfect night. No, it's 11? It's a good night, yeah. No, we were hanging out with friends. First of all, I'm sorry. We're going to get back to you in just a second because you are the topic here. But this is one thing. I was going to wait until an episode where it's just me, but I think that's going to be a while. Everyone... This has been, like, the best week I think I've had in forever. Like, lovely, love being in Tahoe with the dogs. And when I'm home, and, like, Lee knows all of this for anybody listening who's going to be, like, I don't know, weird. What about Lee? Yeah. Yeah, who's going to get weird. Me and Lee have very open communication. He knows how I feel about this. I'm very happy when I'm home. I'm happy with the dogs. I'm happy with him. But, like, being on the road and doing what I'm doing right now genuinely feels like what I was born to do. Like, there's nothing in this world that is as fulfilling and motivating and energizing or anything as being on the road and being surrounded by people like Jared and Alexa and... Shane and Christian and yeah. Jesse and everybody Marty. that we've been, yeah. yeah, everybody that we've been hanging out with. I know I talk about the community and I talk about van life, obviously, all the time, but there's something so special about it that I can't put into words. Like, I mean, Jared's a part of the community, so he, he knows firsthand kind of how it is. And it's just such a special community of people. And this week, like, I haven't really had community in a while just because I kind of was, intentionally separating myself to spend time with Lee and whatever and do our thing. But like this week has just kind of been one of those weeks where I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot how good I could feel and how happy I could like wake up in the morning and how like I just go to bed every night with the biggest smile on my face. Honestly, I was literally having this conversation with, I think it was other, I think it was Jess about Mm. or Mike. uh, And it was about our extended family. It's like, it's truly a family. Right. Like we can go, like, geez, the last time I saw you was a year ago. Right. And, but like, we pick up exactly where we left off. And that is not just with me and Sydney. It's with, with anybody yeah. in the van life community. So I met Jared, like we said, a year ago, but we haven't even really talked regularly no. within that year. And I've never even met Alexa. Like, we, no. right. Like, we've but messaged. You saw your chat. Yeah. You've... Yeah. We've messaged on Instagram a few times, but I mean, I met them at a brewery in this area. And legitimately within the first 10 minutes, we were, like, making fun of each other, cracking jokes, like, instantly very good friends. And Alexa has made a good point of, like, when you live in a van, you don't get to make connection often. There's many different reasons, I guess, behind it. But, like, you just make really intense relationships very quickly. Yeah. And it's so true. It is. And it's, like, the worst is saying goodbye. Oh, it's awful. It's so bad. And it's, like, we're already all dreading it. That's oh, I've, like I, I've told them week. since the day I got here that I'm, like, <laughs> devastated for Sunday. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. Yeah. But, you know, it's something that's necessary. And right. I'm already planning coming to visit you and Lee. Like, yeah, it's can't just wait. Like, I know, it's crazy, right? So. Yeah, Alexa keeps talking about that as well, so I hope that happens. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it really is, it, it just, <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know the words. Like, 
Katie's my best friend, my other half in this world. Mm -hmm. And when we say goodbye, it's not like typical friends where it's like, it'll be a couple weeks, you know? And maybe if life gets in the way a couple months, like, I'll probably go six months in between seeing my best friend. That is not normal. that's not normal, right. Right. And it sucks. But at the same time, we're all those kind of people where it's like, Eh, it sucks, but like shrugs. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like me, I'll in, see you when the, I see the you. Age of, I guess, in like the the twenty twenty era of digital, it's so easy for us to just like FaceTime, Skype, right? Whatever, Skype is that even a thing anymore? But it is, but I feel like it's more of a business thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like Zoom is another thing, I guess. Yeah. But like face face mess, Facebook messaging, right? Yeah. So you many ways for us to communicate, not just via phone or text, but. Like, actually see like somebody's actually face. see somebody, yeah. Yeah. I talk to my niece and nephew all the time like that. Yeah, no, I, that's how I talk to my family all the time. Right. Same with my nephew, though. It's, like, one of those things where my mom gets it. Like, I call her or text her and she understands what's happening. But, like, I have to literally FaceTime with my two-year-old nephew. Otherwise, he has no idea what's going on. Luckily, I'm on the internet a lot. So, <laughs> my niece back in Boston actually asks for Uncle Jared to be on TV. Oh, that's sweet. It is like, and like my brother will send me like recordings of that. It's like oh probably my God. the sweetest thing in the world. Oh, that's very cute. It's super cute. And oh, like, I love that. Yeah. Okay, I would love to know how you got started on YouTube. I, everybody listening knows I talk every week about starting YouTube and it's <laughs> been so long. Oh, wait, but. Oh. We're starting your YouTube. We are doing it. So, Jared. As you will come to know, and he already said he's a YouTuber, but first of all, he number one hype girl, <laughs> hype <Yeah>. boy, <laughs> like super encouraging. That's another reason why I've loved being around them is because like, if I say I want to do YouTube, him and Alexa both are like, okay, how are we going to get you to do it? Like, yeah, what we, do we yeah. need to do? We don't tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're like, we ask you those questions. We're right. Like, and that's the there. thing is like, it's wonderful to have support in the way people are like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. But like you and Alexa both are like, okay, so write down, right. Like, what do you need to do and how to yeah. get Get there like what can we do to help you get there so jared is going to film yep. my first video tomorrow and alexa is going to help edit yes we're doing laundry at 11 o'clock at night but we're getting up super, super early. oh my god we're literally doing it at 11 we're meeting our friends at 7 a.m <laughs> yeah yeah to just go to, do, to, go to youtube before the gathering yeah we're crazy uh people don't think we work at all yeah i know <laughs> um, right? okay but anyways i would love to know how you started your youtube journey and I mean, this is for them, but it's also for me. So I moved into the van, my first van, June of 2017. Mm-hmm. I went to a YouTube seminar back, I don't even know the year, but I was, like, young. I was, like, I was... Oh, really? You went I, to a YouTube seminar? At the YouTube studios in Los Angeles. Wow. Because the girl I was dating at the time, we both wanted to get into YouTube. She yeah. attempted, she was trying to vlog, it just was a failure. And <laughs> sounds like that ended well. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that that we won't get into that relationship. <laughs> That's for a different podcast. But anyways, um, I we were both really trying to to get into that YouTube world. We both got into improv. We both did. I did stand up. I went into stand up comedy eventually. But we were both actors, etc., and so forth. The typical LA crap. Yes. I we broke up, uh, and then. I moved out on my own. I lived in a very tiny apartment, and I then uh, moved into a van. Van life found me, I would say. Ooh. And then, yeah, my brother was introduced. Actually, uh, Barefoot Theory's video was the first video I ever watched. And Barefoot Theory? Yeah, Kristen, yeah. What video? Her One of her, like, tour videos that she did. But, like, my brother showed it to me because he's like, dude, I really think this is up your alley. Yeah. And I was like, come on, dude. No, it's not. Like, I don't even know. Like, some chick lives in a van. Get the F out of here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was, he like begged me to watch it. He finally sat me down and watched it. And that 
convinced me. I was like, not only can I like live this way, I get to design my own space because right. I have a degree in architectural engineering. And I called up my father the next day. I was like, is this even possible? And he's like, heck yeah, it's possible. So oh, then I awesome. like took on a second job so I could save up money because right. like, these things cost money for people that don't understand <laughs> that. <laughs> it is shocking. Yeah. I like the whole time I was like planning during the build, I was planning how I was going to do YouTube. How was I going to do this? Right. And I moved back to LA after the van was done and I went back into the same routine. I went back into working crappy jobs that I hated. Yeah. And I was like, what do I, what can I do? And I took on a second job again as an overnight man, overnight shift, overnight graveyard, whatever. Um, <laughs> it was overnight if you guys don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, like probably the most it's yeah, it sucks. So I took on that job for two reasons. Number one, I needed money. Number two, I knew I could sit there and edit. Oh, while at work. So for six months after moving into the van and then to Jan, so from June to January, I like did not know anything. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know what cameras to use. I didn't know microphones. I didn't know anything. But you were at least living in the van. I was living in the van. So... Like, goal accomplished there. That goal was totally accomplished. Not only... And I loved it. Right? So... I'd work all day long, and then I'd go to work at night, and I'd watch videos on how to edit. Yeah. I watched how to gain, like, traction on, like, how to build a YouTube page. Right. I I, how, felt- I mean, you literally taught yourself how to we, we use Premiere, which, like, yeah. Premiere, for anybody who doesn't know, it, it's, like, a really complex way of editing YouTube videos. Like, there's, yeah. like, it's, like, iMovie is, like, the very beginning, yeah. and then the, the setup that I'm familiar with for my YouTube channel that doesn't exist is called Filmora, and then okay. you, you have Premiere. Filmora is, like, a very user-friendly, basic-ish version of Premiere. And I'm still learning Premiere. Yeah. You know? It's hard. I'm now getting into After Effects, and I'm now getting into other things. I I just started with Lightroom and Photoshop, so I'm kind of... I love self-teaching myself on everything. Right. So I'm really... Like, it took me a while to learn Premiere. Like, I was testing out things. I I didn't even know how to export a video properly. It's stupid. Yeah. So, like... And I felt stupid. But, like, (laughs) going through the process, like, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to sit in a classroom and learn, but I I still have to learn. Anyways. No. January 2nd, first video dropped. I dropped it at, like, 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, because I was working overnight shift. Right. And I was, I was actually done with the video back on like Christmas and I just did not release it. You just kind of sat on it. I sat on it. And my, and I was like, I told my brother, I was like, I don't like it. It's not any good, blah, 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 whatever. And finally, my brother just sent me a, the same brother, because I have three of them, same brother, the one that got me into van life, sent me a Gary V video. Shout out to Gary V. Yeah. Being like, just effing do it. Stop doing. Like, it was like this like rant of Gary V, obviously. And I hit publish. And that video now has 1.9 million views. We can call it two. It's fine. <laughs> two million. Two million. It's like, it might be two now. And it hit a million within three months. That's awesome. So I was very, very lucky. Very, very fortunate. It just hit some good traction. I thought, I guess it was good. I don't, I didn't actually ever, like, I look back at it now and I'm like, that was the worst video I've ever done in my life. Oh, you think so? I think it's terrible. <laughs> so... I'm curious, like, because I do think that there's a lot of people who want to start YouTube channels and, like, I want to really express the fact that, like, I know, I mean, not without even having done it, like, it's extremely difficult. There is an in- insane amount of work behind it, but I also want people to know that, like, it is possible. It's accessible. Mm-hmm. It's not an impossible thing. Like, sure. you can actually make 
money on YouTube and enough to live off of mm-hmm. to someone who would be listening to this and starting off or going to start soon. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think the number one lesson that you have learned from YouTube that has made your videos perform better? And like, now you're able to live off of that money. Mm-hmm. What is like, whether it's a thumbnail, a title, like, what do you think that you have changed or like learned in the last two years okay. that allows you to be able this to live is, off of it? This is a very easy question for me. Okay. And it's because, and it might not be an answer that everybody's expecting, but it's be authentic. Okay. Be yourself. If you try to not be yourself, if you are a monotone, boring person, be that. Own it. Okay. Own that what you are. I am a very energetic person. So I am naturally energetic. I will naturally, that's just me naturally. Right. So I, when I do turn the camera on, it does hype it up a little bit more. But not too much. Like, you've been around me yeah. without a camera. No, I think like, it's pretty, like, normal. Right. It's, it's still me. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, you sound a little, like, enthusiastic, maybe. Yeah. But it's definitely, you're not, like, I, I'm, I've am i never, like, turned my head, like, what is he doing? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it just sounds like, uh, half the time, I don't even know you're vlogging. Because yep. you're just, like, talking like usual. And I will also say, my favorite stand-up coaches of all time uh, was my first stand-up coach. Her name was Judith. When the very first day of class, she went around the room and asked every single one of us, to think of a word or think of a phrase. And I was trying to figure out what the hell she was doing. And I said my word and she goes, great. Now everybody take that word. And every time you get on stage, I want you to have that in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. So my word when I get on stage or now when I do YouTube videos is inspire. Okay. So, and other people were like, make people laugh or do this or do that or whatever. So whatever that word, whatever that phrase is to you, have that in your mind. And that is what you want to portray through the lens of the camera. Right. And show up with that every day. Every single day. So I will say, I also had a plan, you know, mm-hmm. plan and execute. So I knew that like, that YouTube, great, I have 10,000 views in a day. I had 40,000 views in a week, whatever it was on that first video. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep on bringing the content or bringing product, then you're, you're going to, your 15 minutes of fame will be done in right. 15 minutes. So I had a plan of what videos I was going to do next. I had like five videos planned out. I weren't, they weren't filmed yet, but they were like planned out in my head. Right. And I can show you my phone. No, your listeners won't hear, but I can show you my phone. I have, I think 40 topics that right. I can go over on my phone right now of, of what I want to hit next. People ask me in the van life community, they'll be like, Oh, well, aren't you going to like run out of content for me? No, there's no way I'll ever run out of content. Yeah. But there are other. YouTube channels that I've seen that like start and they don't have a plan set up. Right. But again, I was trained in this stuff. Right. But I always do think it's like such an easy cop out when I hear people constantly like one or two times. It's really not that big of a deal, but like the, the same, I really don't even like the word content, but like content creators, like, which is essentially what we are. And I know that it's the reality of it, but there's just something like the stigma and the stereotype of it that just bothers me. Um, but the, the people who do YouTube and do Instagram and they're constantly going to their audience and being like, okay, so what do you guys want to see? Okay. What do you guys want more of? Yeah. What do you guys? And I'm just like, you're the creative behind that. Yeah. Can you be creative? Like sit down for three hours and brainstorm, call your friends and brainstorm. Don't constantly. And it's obviously important to include your audience and to like you want to give people what they want but at the same time they are your audience because of what you are already doing and so just keep doing that you know like come like i pay attention to what 
and I, I know some people, this is not their cup of tea in conversation, but like I pay attention to my analytics on Instagram and mm-hmm. it's like, this photo performed well. And although I'll post whatever I love and whatever feels good to me, I do notice what performs well because that's what you guys want to see. That's what you guys care about. That's what you love. And I'm going to give you that too. Like, so I was going to, does that make sense? Yeah. And I was going to say, and not to interrupt you, but I was going to say your audience is going to tell you your audience is going to dictate not only what does well, if you're, if you're creative enough, then they will actually give you like ideas for another video or another podcast or right. whatever okay, it is. This Artwork. motorcycle needs to go. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm like having we such a great conversation. We are being <laughs> professional. Okay. We're doing things. Um, I'm sorry. We're in a van. We are in a Come van on. recording a very things. highly professional podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to cut you off, but. No, that was, it that was, was maddening. Yeah, it was all right. I think because we're right next... The laundromat happens to be next to a bar. It's next to a bar and, like, a plaza of yeah, other things. Plaza, like, yeah. we are There's literally... Wendy's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in the center of a lot of things. But yes, I'm sorry. Continue. Or 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 end. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, I was just saying, like, your audience is going to not dictate what you do, but they're going to give you that creative fuel to do what you For want sure. to do. For you sure. Know? No, so. yeah. And, like... There's a hater everywhere, and so it's oh, like, yeah. they're going to also tell you what sucks. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, if something is just not good, someone is going to speak their mind about it. And, like, it's up to you, obviously, if you're like, meh, screw that opinion. I love it. Or you, if you're kind of insecure about it in the first place, and they kind of hone in on that, you could be like, you know what? They're right. Like, you could well, be immature I'll, about it and be like, you know what? That wasn't my best. I'll be honest with you. I believe I've gotten ideas from haters on yeah. what to do. And, like, when they, like, hate on me or they say something snarky. Right. I'll actually sometimes I love replying to haters. But <laughs> <laughs> it's my hobby. It's 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 pretty fun. I will actually constantly like a real good hate. I'll uh, I'll constantly take a screenshot of not only their message but like how I replied to it. Really? Because, oh, I love it. I absolutely love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's it's. I'll take I a, wish I did. I'm yeah. real sensitive. So I am too. And it's funny. It took me a long time to get over that. Yeah. I'm still like getting my like I. I've had one death threat. Oh, really? Yeah. What do they say? I wish death to you and your dog. Stop. Yeah. And I don't have a dog, everybody. I was going to say, what dog? Uh, My response was, hey, I don't even have a dog, bro. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Jared's, I think, the first person ever on this podcast who doesn't have a dog. But I'm getting one. Yeah. Actually, that's like Katie does not have a dog, so. Yeah. No, Logan's not a dog. No. (laughs) Although he has very long red hair. Oh. Um. But yeah, Jared does want a dog, so I do, you'll and be I, in I, the cool kids club soon. I'm going to, and it's like, you know, the dog will find you, is how I'm thinking of it. Yes, but you do have to, like, do a little I work in terms of effort there. <laughs> like, a dog's <laughs> not just going to run up to you and ask you to take it, you know? I do, like, everybody talks about rescuing a dog. Like, I really, like, I want to, like, find a dog, like, in a snowbank, like, shivering, and I, like, literally rescue it. I mean, yeah, but don't bank on that. No, you should I'm not go going into a shelter to. and just rescue that. It's still rescuing a dog if you walk into a shelter and take one, you know? <laughs> You're adopting, rescue, whatever. But we, I do promote that here, so yeah. no judgment, but if you can rescue. No, I will absolutely rescue, but I, I'm also particular on my breed. Yeah, I mean, I wanted a golden. I wanted, like, well, I definitely was not in search of a chihuahua, but Pearl Pearls, she happened. Pearl fell in love. I know. I, she she fell in love first, and then oh, yeah, be, and because she fell in love, I fell in love. I just couldn't even stop myself. Oh, boy. Okay. YouTube. Yes. So I I know that this is like a really random jump from conversation, but I want to talk about it. And 
thinking about YouTube and the hate and everything, trust me. Yes. It, it's my literally my first thought. Yes. Hello, anxiety. My name is Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody here knows. We I think most people listening actually share this with me in common, which yeah. I love. That's why I love them. We have social anxiety over yes. here. When it comes to very specific social situations. So the thing is, I walked into a brewery and I could talk to you and Alexa immediately. But if you guys would have been uncomfortable or like, I felt like it was an awkward conversation, I would have been like panicking on the inside. Okay. And that's just kind of how I am. Like random things will just like trigger it. And I'm just like, holy shit, how do I escape this situation? (laughs) So you've talked about anxiety and I would love to know I don't know. Does that, does YouTube help it? Does it hurt it? Does it have anything to do with it? Or is your anxiety channeled towards something totally different? Anxiety and depression. Okay. Yeah. I do. We with do both. love mental health topics here. So, okay. Go Great. Deep. Uh, yeah. I have listened to your podcast. <sighs> I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely deal with both. And they're both very different. Um, oh, very much so. And depression will come in waves where I feel like, uh, and both are very controllable. Without drugs, I don't believe in any drugs. I don't believe in any uh, taking medication. Right. For yourself um, or for everyone? Definitely for myself. Obviously, it's up to you what you want to put in your body. Right. I'm, you know, pro whatever you want to do. Okay. Do. Just but curious. for me personally, no. I don't feel like taking a pill to alter my state of mind to make me better wouldn't do anything better for me. Okay. Um, but that's just a personal opinion. And if you did take a medicine or medication... I would never judge you on that. Right. So. I would never think that you would. No. And of course not. So I just, for me, I just know that I can't, like, I can't, yeah, I couldn't even take Adderall and I know I have ADD. Right. So anxiety and depression, depression comes, it can come at any moment and you don't even know it's there. Do Uh, you think that something is like triggering that? I don't know. Or just Like maybe a childhood like, yeah. Like that. So what type of depression are we talking? Like, what exactly are your thoughts during those times? I think it's, um, I think it's rejection. Interesting. Yeah. Th- does this have anything, is there any relation to YouTube or is this very like a personal experience? Because I, I know personal. like Lee gets really anxious about death. Like specifically, he will wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning thinking about dying. And okay. it's like, and that's his, that's where his is like focused and channeled for no particular reason. Okay. Um, Does he have more anxiety with that or depression? No, with no, it? no. Anxiety. Okay. Yeah. I, him and I are very open with things and he's never expressed any type of depression. Okay. Experiencing himself, um, at least currently. But yeah, I'm just curious if like either depression or anxiety, if you feel like. If I was to like, uh, to, to, to use YouTube with it. Mm-hmm. YouTube actually gets me out of it. Well, I was going to say, and not that you even need to. Like, you, I mean, if it has nothing to do with YouTube, it has nothing to do no, with YouTube. No, it does. Like, YouTube helps. Okay. It, you know, I talk about, like, getting over it. Like, what do you do? What's an antidote? Right. And it's given back to my audience. Like, I do it for everybody else. Yeah. I do it for myself. Like, obviously. But giving back to the to the the people in the community, that's what fuels me. And it sounds so kind of cliche. Everybody hopefully knows the actor Tom Cruise. He genuinely like likes to do movies for fans. Mm-hmm. Not that the the my viewers are my fans, but I they are my viewers. They're they're looking at my video for a reason. Right. That fuels me. That gets me out of whatever quote unquote funk I'm in or yeah. whatever it could be. That like when I was in that depression mode, which was back in I want to say like I had like a like a, a two month long depression moment, like September October. Like I was really down. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends could not get me out of it. Alexa could not get me out of it. And but I'm just curious, what exactly is like? I wish what, I knew. 
Right. And I mean, I know that I'm just being nosy, but we're friends, no, no, so it's no, okay. No, it's okay. Um, but like, what are your thoughts in those moments? Like, what exactly are you telling yourself that's putting you down? And I've also, mm-hmm. I've had little experience with depression, a lot of experience with anxiety. Okay. So I'm really asking for more of a curiosity standpoint. No, I know. Yeah, and that's great. I wish, you know what? I wish I just knew. Right. Like, so there's, but, the, I mean, I don't know if that's, it could be a good thing, but, like, there's not one thing that you're constantly telling yourself, you know? No, and it's not, and I'm, I'm luckily, uh, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have to deal with this, but I never think of, like, bad thoughts. Right. It's just, like, a gloomy feeling. Right. It's, like, Because I know, like, my experience with depression was very much, like... Only because something, like, I fell down a flight of stairs, shattered my elbow, um, had to have surgery, and it was in the middle of my yoga teacher training, so I couldn't really do that anymore, and I had to just watch these girls, like, excel at yoga and get so much better and do all these things, and so I kept, for months, I was telling myself, like, you are broken, you are worthless, like, your body was everything, I did sports my whole life, like, my body really, that's what fueled me, was literally my body and being able to do physical activity and get my energy out and, like... All of that. And so I, you know what I mean? Like my only experience with it is, Mm -hmm. is a very targeted feeling Okay. because I knew exactly what caused that. And then eventually I was just able to kind of get out of it. I'm sure there's triggers everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't pinpoint it where it would be coming from. It's definitely something that happens in our lives. that triggers that, that it's a domino effect that I think at that point. Right. And you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember back and you know, I, I was at home you know, doing my build for seven weeks with my father and we, and I didn't work. I was, I was working on the van the whole time uh-huh. and we were butting heads like crazy. There was a lot of fighting. There was a lot of crying and it was just, it was very difficult. So yeah. maybe once I remove myself with that situation and I think I just took my, I took my relationship with my father for granted because uh-huh. at the end of the day, he's still my father. Right. And my mother's still my mother. They're, they're, they're divorced and they live separately. But like, I, maybe for those seven weeks I was home, I think I was rushing too much and I felt like I didn't get to spend enough quality time with family. Yeah. So it was I a little bit more business oriented maybe because you're just trying to get the, oriented. yeah, you're trying to get the van done and like that was really your only focus. So that could have been a trigger. I don't yeah. know because when I went to Portland, that's when I hit. Not rock bottom, right. but a depression. Yeah. I also, I don't want anyone to think I'm, like, harping on this. This is genuine, like, this isn't something I know about, Jared, and I'm still learning a lot about you. Yeah. So, I'm just, I, like, I'm curious you about know what, your to mind. With you, there's a lot of people that don't know this about me. Yeah. And I, I don't mind sharing. I would love to share more about, you yeah. know, my, where I am, where I'm going, and things like that. You know, I'm I'm an asthmatic cancer survivor, so it's like I right. can go into that at some point. But like, I'm down. you know, we're and, gonna cover it all. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I I don't mind sharing any of that with anybody. So when it comes to depression, I have no idea. Anxiety, I have anxiety freaking daily. Same. <laughs> you know, like yeah, but Been I don't show it, it as much. I don't like depression. I show. You can yeah, see I think that. it's a little bit hard to hide to that. yeah. I I cuz I agree. I think my my anxiety is it's not easy to hide, but I I don't think I could be sitting next to you and you not know that I have it. 
Why, hello, friends. You know I talk a lot about mental health because it has been a top priority of mine since moving into the van. If I've learned anything this far in my journey, it's that talking about it is everything. So if there is something that's interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Let me repeat that. It is there for you. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe, private online environment, which is super convenient. Get help on your own time at your own pace. I recently signed up and I'll be working with a counselor who specializes in anxiety and self-esteem. Yay. So I will definitely keep you updated on that. If you're not totally happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time. This is available worldwide and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it is very affordable and my Solo Road listeners can get 10% off your first month with the discount code DIVINE. So why not start today? Go to betterhelp.com divine, fill out the quick questionnaire to assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. Make your mental health a priority in the most convenient way possible. Betterhelp.com divine. Okay, bye. Did we ever talk about like whether or not, okay, you said YouTube helps with... Yeah, the so depression at least, and with the anxiety, I guess. Well, it doesn't really induce no, that. No, I mean, induces it. <laughs> I was gonna say honestly, snaps for Jared if YouTube does not in highly induce anxiety. So I guess what it's funny because what YouTube, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> like a deep YouTube will destroy your soul. What YouTube will do wonders for depression, it'll do the complete opposite for anxiety. Right, and it's not because. Yeah, I put pressure on myself. Let's call it right. spade a spade. And I put on way too much pressure on myself. Number one, I'm a perfectionist. And number two, I want to try and get the best possible content out there. And let's face it, I do read every comment. I right. may not reply to every comment, but I read every comment. Right. So, yeah, the wishing death to me hurt. And your dog that doesn't and exist. I mean, that's devastating. Exist. Like. I, I, my unborn dog, like that. Yeah, my unborn uh, my, dog. My, my, my poor right. baby girl dog. Listen, I have a receding hairline. I am <laughs> thirty six years old, but I've been called. Can I swear on this? Of course. I've been called a bald faggot. Wow, that's and not even swearing. That is a that is just a hate a, it's, crime. It's a hate crime, yeah. And I'm I'm not gay, but if I was, that would hurt. Uh, I mean, I honestly, that's like a hurtful thing to, and I'm not even trying to be all liberal and sensitive, but like, that's a hurtful thing to hear from me, to, yeah. like, to me, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, not gay, don't relate, but like, it's just like, that's just a gross word. It is. And the bald actually hurt me probably, probably more than anything. Like, all, right. like, it, but well, it's because obvious. That's, that's something that you might like have a feeling about. It's like, you know what I mean? Like someone calling you gay or implying that or using like a really insulting word to say that. Like, you're not gay, so therefore it doesn't really strike a chord. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, like, you feeling insecure about something and someone targeting that, like, that's so mean. And if, I'm very self-conscious about weight. Yeah. My own weight. If there's any advice I could give during this conversation, it is the fact that we see all your comments. So that one time where you're heated for no reason or even if there is a reason. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I say this all the time, not necessarily on the podcast, but in real life, like... Think about what you say online before you type it. Like, don't be that person behind the keyboard that doesn't think that what you're saying is genuinely going to hurt the person that you're saying it to. I've been not only just trying to kill them with kindness, I've been actually like, (laughs) this is like, it's kind of like a, like a, like a double-edged sword with my replies sometimes. And I learned this from my buddy Mark, uh, and it actually happened to them in real life. It was him and his sister walking down the street and somebody said a snarky remark to his sister. 
mm-hmm. as they were walking past them. And the sister turned and put her arms out and goes, did you just want a hug today? Oh, wow. And I was like, damn, she dropped the mic. Yeah. But because it was like, maybe he does, you know? Right. And but I mean, I am a firm believer of like the more hate that you're spewing to the world, you've got a lot of internal things happening. Yeah. You know, like I've, I think that frequently when someone, even today, there was a police officer just like frantically writing tickets to people at the dog park who had their dogs off leashes, even though you technically can. It's a whole thing. Okay. I could rant about that. But I just was like watching this police officer and I was like, He's having a bad day. Like, you can just tell that, like, there's something going on. You're, you are literally writing tickets for happy dogs with happy owners trying to play at the park. And, like, your day is being made by ruining other people's days. 100%. And it's just kind of like, you've got some shit going on in there. And I worked in customer service for 17 years. So the pro, like, and I relate to the cop in this situation because, listen, every day I worked, was a bad day. Right. Because oh, for we all sure. hate our jobs. We, I was going to say, we've all had those, like, I used to be that person. When I was an event manager working 80 hours a week and stuff, like, I wasn't just unhappy. I would, like, cross the street, and if somebody walked in front of my body, like, in a rude way, yeah. I wouldn't say anything out loud. But for, like, 10 minutes afterwards, I was having so many, like, fake arguments. Like, you ever have, like, a full-blown conversation with yes. somebody in your head? Yes. Okay, well, I used to do that... 20 times a day, every time anything happened. Yeah. Like, I hated the world so much. And so it was like, somebody could do the smallest of things. And I would, in my head, say, like, the meanest things to this person. Cussing at them. Like, calling them names. Like, all in my head. Mm-hmm. But I just noticed after months of doing that, I was like, my God. Like, who is this person inside of me that is so filled with this much anger and hatred towards strangers? Like, it's just a sign. Something is off and not... Not okay, you know? So, if you go to the Northeast, Mm -hmm. we don't have arguments with ourselves. Right. We we say it out loud to you. Right. It's like, we we say it how it is. That was the Midwestern in me that kept it inside. Yeah, and, and... and the West Coast, they they just are the fakest of fake. Right. But, you know, that's just for... That's but also, today. like, the nicest of nice, because I love they the are, people out are. West. And I, don't get me wrong, there's always going to be the nicest of nice right. everywhere. I, the Northeast people are not the worst. The Midwesterners aren't, you know, they're great, too. And so is, everybody's great everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just like, it's pockets, I guess. Right. Is, I guess, the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, the truth is, there could be, like, a general stereotype of different places, but, like, mean people are everywhere and nice people are everywhere, you know, like... every job, every place, everywhere we go. Go to a dog park, though, everybody's nice. (laughs) Except for that police officer, but... The the laundromat guy was nice. Yeah, the laundromat guy was very nice. I literally have, like, a huge pile of laundry now (laughs) in my bedroom. It's a mess. I like the fact, though, that, like, this podcast is... I, I try to be professional, but, like, we're doing this, this while we're doing laundry in a parking lot. Like, that is real shit. Like, yeah, it's real. This is it. literally in between. Like, I do this just in the middle of my day when I'm just trying to, like, get things done, which is amazing. Okay, I'm going to do this really terrible segue that I did <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> I was, like, reading Jared my bullet points, and uh, this one happened to come up. <laughs> but we talked about depression and anxiety. I feel like this would link in. And I also feel like you mentioned it, so now we yeah. have to circle back, or I'm going to get a message from somebody being like, the heck, how did you not touch on this? Okay. So I'm going to say exactly what I said earlier. <laughs> your bullet point? You're going to actually say your bullet point? Yeah. Okay, good. So you had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, let's talk about it. You guys, just so we can be clear, we're not laughing about cancer. Like, no, it's but not a laughing matter. It's not a laughing matter, but at the same time, like, it is in a healthy kind of way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, even the worst, and I have not had cancer, so I probably shouldn't even say that, but, like, you gotta laugh at everything in yeah. life. Otherwise, like, you're gonna get depressed and have anxiety. Yes. So it's like... You know, the only reason I act this way is because I very much go off of the other person's energy, and if you're laughing about it, then I feel comfortable laughing yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, I'm know? laughing about it. I also do stand-up comedy. I have a bit about it, okay. so it's totally okay. How do you think that that fueled into you living on the road? Did it have any influence on you, you know, living on the road? You know, it happened when I was 19. Okay. So, I didn't move into my van until I was, what, 33-ish? Right. So, there was a, obviously a massive gap there. Right. What it did fuel was me to pretty much quit corporate America. Okay. But that that still took four years because I finished school. I finished college. Right. Um, and that was almost because of a parent's requests. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, and I just feel like, especially in the Northeast, it's like you almost do things to appease your parents sometimes, and that yeah. was one of those things. No, I definitely have done that one million times. I only have a degree because of my parents. Right. <laughs> and it's so, exactly. And I literally I graduated, could, and I was like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> There was four years of my yeah. life. Thank you for the diploma hanging in my mom's, you know. Yeah, don't even house. know where mine is. Yeah, exactly. And I still get calls from my school all the time. I hate yeah, it. but I'm just throwing it out there. I'm grateful, okay? I have the privilege of having an education, and I am very grateful very for that. Very true. You're, you know what? You are right with that. Uh, yeah. Although I've tried to give my diploma back if I can not pay my school loans anymore. Oh, okay. Hi. I would take that <laughs> opportunity right now, this very minute. I don't have that much left, luckily. I paid a lot going through school, but... I think almost everybody out there. I should be. I'm, when I say this, I mean it seriously. I could be an actual brain surgeon <laughs> for oh, the amount God. of money that I put into school. I went oh. to a private art school in downtown Chicago. Wow! Don't do it. Yeah, although <laughs> at 18, though, it was like I'm going to be 22 years old. I'm going to be killing it. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, mm-hmm. you're like. 21 and you're like eh, i'm not quite killing it so much yet and then 22 comes and you're like mm, it'll happen soon and i'm sitting here at almost 25 and i'm like mistakes we also graduated very two different like times and eras yeah i graduated back in 05 <laughs> from college yeah that's uh, not i know but it's, it's not like forever ago no it was not forever ago but we didn't have a market crash until 08. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I was at the peak of, like, getting jobs. Like, it was right. easy. It was simple. It was, you know, and then we had the market, the housing market crash. But anyways, uh, we kind of went a little off topic. I was, but... ju- I was just going to circle back. <laughs> the, the cancer was 19. It went, I actually went into a massive depression. You would never know it. You would never have seen it. I, but I, I put a whole new meaning to freshman 15. <laughs> um, like no bullshit. Like I went from, I graduated high school at one thirty-five. I went through freshman year of college, not knowing what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong. I actually had no physical pain. Okay. And I went to, I was a collegiate athlete or I was a baseball player. I never got like recruited for baseball or anything, but I really wanted to play in this game back in high school when I was, uh, when I was a senior. And the only way I could play in this one particular game was if I went to this stupid seminar that turned out wasn't so stupid because it was mm-hmm. about testicular cancer. So all the women had to go to breast cancer awareness and I had to, we boys had to go to testicular cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. So I go there, watch this stupid video again, not so stupid. And I get to go play my game later that day. 
I took me months to work up the courage to be like, hey, mom, I think there was something that I watched on a video six months ago that happened to me when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Let's go get this checked from a doctor that's not my pediatrician doctor and an actual right. adult doctor. And we went to a different doctor. The doctor was like, dude, I don't know. Obviously, I didn't say dude. <laughs> the doctor was like, yo. Yo, bro. <laughs> uh, he was like, hey, I don't know. Let's go to another doctor. Okay. That doctor didn't know. And now, guys, this is stretching over a year span. Right. Because I went in for CAT scans, MRIs, ultrasounds. You name it, I had it tested and on. And what was your health insurance situation at the time? I was through my parents still. Okay. So my dad was... He had a very good job. Okay. Uh, my dad was in construction, and my mom, I don't know, my mom, administrative um, at hospitals. Okay. So, they, I was under, I think, my dad's. My dad was pretty well taken care of, I think, for on, on that, like, health insurance-wise. Right. Luck, very fortunate. Very, yeah. very fortunate. I don't, I never want to see those bills or what they cost. And right. Thank you, mom and dad. I mean, I think that, that even now, like, I go pick up birth control every month, and I'm just like, thank God my mom has yeah. the job. Like, I mean, my mom works in retail, but, like, has amazing benefits. Mm-hmm. And so, it's just, I mean, my dad, even as a fireman, had not as good benefits as my mother. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, my mom has, like, fantastic insurance and so yeah i mean i will literally be on her insurance until the day i get kicked off yeah just because i mean I, I know that it's a privilege but at the same time like why would i not right like right. take advantage yeah i'm not gonna be like no thank you i'd let's rather just, pay hundreds of dollars or have to go without let's find out when you get kicked off let's like randomly have surgery for you before <laughs> just get some exploratory <laughs> surgery done just in case um so but yeah sorry i went in like it was out was a year long we i think i went to like four different doctors and finally, I went to, I think it was, like, the second best oncologist in the world. Very fortunate that we are in Boston. We were in Boston at the time. Mass General is one of the top hospitals in the world. Uh-huh. So, I was very fortunate with all those things. And, again, oncologist. The guy was amazing. And he pretty much laid it all out straight for me. He was like, listen, we don't know. There's no way for us to uh-huh. know what's wrong with you. But we need to have surgery so we can do a biopsy on it. I was like, well, fuck. By the way, this whole time, freshman year, I had to quit baseball because I was getting tested and I was getting right. so much like anxiety and depression with that. And back then, we had no idea what anxiety and depression well, plus was. Plus, you were also probably like missing practices and yeah. games and like just not able to be there for the team. On top of the coach being an absolute douche. And I just didn't never got along with my coach. And plus, I'm only 5'8", and I was about 140 pounds at the time. So uh-huh. I, I'm not your typical baseball player, like like size wise, uh-huh. but I was good enough to make the team. Then I just quit, and then I went into everything else. So the whole freshman fifteen, I I went from one forty to about two fifteen my freshman year. Mm. So I put on a lot of weight, all, mostly because of all the testing and rigors. Anyways, yeah. and then I had uh, two days after my birthday, which was April twenty sixth or April twenty eighth of two thousand two. I uh, had surgery, and then two weeks later, I got a phone call saying that it was cancer. Wow. Yeah. So then I had to go. I had Then that's where the fun began, because I had to make sure that if it spread, we need to figure that shit out now. Right. And So what, do you remember, like, the feeling that you had in the moment that you found out? Yeah, I was working. Mm-hmm. I do. I know exactly where I was. I know exactly who I was with. And I might get emotional right now, so I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I like it. <laughs> I like it in a friend way. I yeah, hope that, yeah. I hope that came off the way. Yeah, I like. yeah, okay. yeah. Well, you also know that I cry over everything. I know, but I've never seen it, so I I feel Um, like, trust me, if you start crying, I will cry, so it will be fine. Yeah, I was with Norman, my best friend, and uh, my mom called me crying. It was one of the worst. Oh, did she find out? Yeah, the doctor called her. Mm. 
I was back to work in a week after surgery. Um, wow. I'm a workaholic. Uh-huh. So I went back to work. I was a valet attendant at a country club. Now I'm forgetting the name, but it was a country club, uh, Bedford. Mm. Uh, I think it was Bedford. I don't remember. But anyways, it was outside of Lexington. And I was a very nice country club and I was a valet attendant and we were just there, you know, doing a regular dinner shift. And I remember getting the call from my mom and I broke down. Because mm-hmm. I, I was like, imagine. I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. You know, in that moment, I don't, I, I just, you just don't know. Right. You know, like. And you're so spread, young. You're yeah. so young. You're like, because if it's spread, it's like, well, fuck, that sucks. Like, let's go. But the outpouring of support from friends and family was absolutely mind-boggling, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was there for me that I that wanted to be there, that, that that I needed there. One of my baseball coaches from back in the day, like, I went and saw him a couple months later, and he was just like, he's like, dude, if, you know, if it is the worst thing, he's like, then it's all good, man. Then right. let's, I'm going to give you as much money as you want. You're going to party your ass off. <laughs> like, that's like, but that's like, it's, it's, and like, you know, it's funny, but that's, you know, and that's how kind of like how it was. It was like, let's just accept right. for what it is. Right. Um, but here's the thing in my mind, I never believed it was, it was the end. Right. So. And I think it's a very powerful mentality to have during that time. Yeah. And, you know, I have three brothers. There's four boys that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And my mom will constantly say, oh, that your I'm poor the mother. Favorite. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. My mom will constantly say I'm her favorite. And I think it has a lot to do with that. Like the mental strength that I went through during that process, during my, the age of 19 and 20 years old. I will also cap this all off where I am very fortunate and it did not spread. You know, let's knock on wood that it did not spread. And I was very, very lucky. Mm -hmm. I was very, very lucky. Oh, that is so wild. You were at such a freaking young age. I hate it. And I finished school on time. Right. You know, I went back to school and I, when I say you, we have to go through testing, we're talking like a couple times a month of going through testing and you know, we have, what does that look like now for you? What do you mean? Like, do you have to do anything now? No. After you hit pretty much the 10 year mark, you're okay. You should go back every year and get checked up, which if you go to the yearly checkup, it's fine. Right. They have it all on records and you go and they, they test what they need to test. Um, but pretty much you should be getting blood work regardless. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and blood work typically can tell if you are, or have something wrong, which they can go deeper into. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's with white blood count cells and things like that. Right. You know? But first, I think it was three years. It was like a couple times a month or once a month, whatever it was. Right. And then like every three months, it was like pretty rigorous testing. And then that was for three years. And then at the three year mark from three to five years is where they slow it down a little bit. And then from five year to 10 year mark is where they slow it down the most. Right. So, and then it's like every couple months instead of like a couple times a month. Uh-huh. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean. Yeah. It was I, tough. I was going to say respectfully, I really hope I never have to go through any of that. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it's when you do have to go through it though. You become a different human. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's like the before and the after kind of mentality. Yeah, you just mentality is what I meant. Yeah, mentality. You be you are just a like I don't know. You never the people that I like, my, dude. My little cousin, and it's actually it's my cousin's daughter. Mm-hmm. My she was uh, she was recently diagnosed diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay, which is the worser of the two, I believe. And like talking to her, she's so strong. She never... How old is she? Like 11, 12. Oh, wow. Uh, she never believed that anything was wrong. She right. was just like, I got this. 
Yeah. And that's well, the mentality I'm talking about. Like, kids are honestly, like, amazing. Right. Yeah, kids are. have a very, and I love Grey's Anatomy for this because mm-hmm. they talk about it, but, like, kids have a very magic perspective of the world. Like, mm-hmm. I think that it's really hard for a child to even perceive the idea of death, especially for themselves. You know yep. what I mean? So it's like... Kids really do fight harder, longer, like, fucking just better. Right. You know what I mean? Because they they just don't even have the wherewithal to, I think, understand, like, the gravity of the situation in a good way. Yep. Like, they're able to handle it because, like, they don't fully grasp it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Even if they, they understand that it's a terrible thing and whatever, like, I feel like they can kind of just, like... I mean, they're just very, they're, they're incredibly resilient. Resilient is the word. Resilient is the good word. And like, man, my, my, I was very lucky I didn't have to go through chemo. Like, and my, Mm -hmm. my cousin did, my little cousin did. And she, like, she jokes like pulling off her wig sometimes. Oh, really? And I I love it. Oh, that's a great sense of humor. Yeah. Right. And it's like, but you know, my, 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 my actual cousin, he's bald. So it's like, it's funny. Like I, I have his airline, like I'm balding too. It's just, it's, it's cute all around. Right. In, in the <laughs> best way possible. <laughs> yeah. But that, I guess, how that all connects to what the heck we're talking about right now and why we're sitting in a van right now mm-hmm. is I told myself at that moment that I will never give up on a dream, which was to play baseball at a, a professional level mm-hmm. whether whether i get in the major leagues or not i don't know i don't ever think i was uh big enough or, or good enough to get in there but it was a dream of mine to pursue that right and i gave up on that because of stupid cancer mm-hmm. so i told myself i'm never going to give up on a dream for for anybody else whether it was the coach whether it was cancer right whether it was my parents telling me i couldn't do it or whatever which they never would but i'm just saying i never wanted to be that person again right which led me into let's pursue acting which led me into improv comedy went into stand-up comedy went into youtube and now went into, into van, van life, life. Yep. yeah or van life then youtube but yeah right Hi, I'm back. This one goes out to my period-having humans. Lola is a female-founded company offering organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. The FDA does not require brands to disclose what is actually in their products that are literally going inside our bodies. Most companies use rayon, polyester, and harsh chemicals. Lola is 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, or synthetics. Your subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose what type of product, a mix of absorbency for lighter or heavier days, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Also, it is 2020, so let's do good with our purchases. For every purchase with Lola, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters all across the United States. I have been trying out Lola, and I love that I can pick up the box at any friends or family's houses, and it's discreet. So I don't have a box that says tampons all over it going to my friends' houses until I can pick it up. So I'm a big fan of Lola. I also just really love knowing what's going on in my body. So for 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter my solo road when you subscribe. Okay, love you. Bye. So you're kind of just like... A master at just at least pursuing the dream. Yeah. And I remember I went, cause I went into corporate America at 22, phenomenal job at like 50 grand a year, which may not seem like a lot now, but it was pretty damn good. No, I mean, that's good. At 22 years old, you think you're making millions. Right. Well, that, exactly. <laughs> I'll never forget the day my boss told me he was going to put me on salary and I was like, what? And, and then I was working 80 hours a week and I was like, wait a second, I'm making like a nickel an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
that sucks. Um, but I just, I, 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 rem- I remember like being six months into the corporate America and I was like, I fuck this. And I called my, again, my mom. I call my mom a lot. <laughs> a, um, are you kidding? I call my parents all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, literally, like, I'll scratch something or, like, Ella will, I don't know, take a weird poop. And I'm literally, like, calling my parents. I'm like, so what does this mean? What do I do? What should I Google? Why are you going to help me? Like, I just, like, FaceTime them. I'm like, look, see, like, I, literally all the time. I am such a 10-year-old when it comes to my parents. I, like, need their help. Yeah, I called my mom one day at work, and I was just like, hey, ma, like, uh, I hate this job. I'm not doing this in the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I've, I've never told anybody because I'm pretty much afraid to get my ass kicked out in Boston. Like, I want to try acting. And my mom was like, sweet, you know, why don't you just wait a little bit until you, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, get, you know, more and, like, stay at this job. Right. I was like, okay, mom, hung up the phone, and uh, I went back in. I quit. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I don't think I ever told the story about me leaving my work because it's so much, it's honestly, I'm never, I'm never intending to lie, but I always, uh, it's so much faster and I'm always telling it amidst like the whole story of I did this and then this and then this and then this and then I ended up in the van. So I like try and kind of get through that part of the story, but I did not quit my job. I was fired. Really? Yes. So, but like I was not a, I was, what was your job? Your listeners know. I don't know. So I was an events manager. Oh, that's right. You said that. Okay. Yeah, for a restaurant and a couple hotels, like that were connected. It was a oh whole God. thing. Hate my life. Um, yeah, it was not fun. But I always say that I quit because it's just so much eat. Like, yeah. And because it's not, it's not like a a, a total lie. I'll kind of tell the situation now. So I had a boss who is now like you can find him in the newspapers all over Chicago. Um, because he is bit like I think that he has a warrant out for his arrest or he's already been arrested. But there was a lot of illegal things going on in the restaurant itself. And he was very abusive verbally. And, like, then at the end, he got really physically abusive with the staff. It was crazy. Mm. And he was just known at the time for fi- – I mean, this was before he was physically abusive. I would have left in a heartbeat if he was, like, doing what he did towards the end after I had been fired. I started dating my now ex-boyfriend that I lived with in the first van. Yeah. We started dating. We were both at – we both worked that job. I went to my boss. I told him that we were – like starting to date or whatever was going on. And he was totally fine with it for a while. He just said like, don't let the staff know, not that big of a deal, but like, don't be holding hands and all lovey-dovey at work. And I was like, obviously not. And so then one day we started at the same time, but oh, I'm sorry. I didn't finish that last thought. He was notorious for firing people just like on the spot to just kind of like show off. Like he has this power and he wanted, but he would never do it to managers. And I was a manager. And so he, oh, but to like, the servers or we had like a bakery in the side of the restaurant and he would like do it all that he fired so many of the bakery people and he really just wanted the staff to know he's in charge he had like a huge napoleon complex and he was just a complete just the worst person okay. literally the worst person i've ever met and uh so one day me and my ex walked into work together because we started at the exact same time that was the schedule sure. and we didn't walk in like making out or anything but we just walked into work and then he immediately asked me to come outside with him and he brought me outside and literally just started screaming at me about how I was uh, and I had text message proof that like this was a Monday and on Friday he had texted me because I will stand behind this for the rest of my life. Like I worked my butt off at this job. I was single-handedly like, I understand I wasn't like holding the restaurant's roof up with my hands, but I was running this restaurant and taking care of everything in the hotel. 
And I was just, I was, I was a really good employee. And he had texted me that Friday telling me how good of an employee I was. And then Monday, he watches me walk in with my boyfriend and he brought me outside and he immediately was like, you are like, you've been slacking so much. You're terrible. Just like, I I don't even know. Just like. Belittling. Yeah. Belittling. And like, it's humiliating because it was in the middle of downtown Chicago. Like we're talking the busiest corner of all of Chicago. And so there's just like all these people walking by as I'm being humiliated. And at the time I was like 21. Mm -hmm. And so I was just, I mean, it doesn't really seem like that long ago, but I genuinely feel like I've lived in a lifetime since then, especially having been in the van. So I was just sobbing. And then at the end of that, he just screamed that I was fired and he told me I was fired. He turned around, walked back in, and I... That was the first panic attack I ever had, actually. Really? That is, like, the initial... Like, it that literally jump-started my anxiety from that point on. Huh. Um, because I was, like, spinning in circles on the sidewalk. I Like, you have to understand, I was working... I, I know I say this way too many times, but, like, 80 hours a week, it was no longer my job. It was no longer work. I spent, from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep every single day, if I didn't respond to a text message, I would get, like, reamed. I would get right. screamed at. And so even the few hours of sleep I would have, he, I had to have my phone right by my head. He was texting me. He was calling me and all these things. Yeah, it was just – it was, like, the, an awful environment. And so I was spending way too much time there. And so when I was fired, I was like, what is my life? Like, what am I supposed to do? I, yeah. I don't do anything else. Like, Literally, I have no hobby. I had I wasn't in school anymore. I had just graduated, Oof. or maybe I graduated right after. I can't remember. But I just I, I was lost. I was like, what? Like, what do I? What do I do in ten minutes? What do I do tomorrow? What yeah. do I do next week? And so I went home. I deleted every single event out of my calendar and like all the information I had from it, all the contracts. Like I was just furious and i was like spinning on the ticket back at that i'm jumping all around but like i was like spinning on the sidewalk called my mom bawling and i i just like couldn't breathe couldn't do anything went home deleted all that stuff and then my bosses the guy who fired me the his bosses the owners of the restaurant called me right away and they were like sydney it's a beautiful day in chicago like you're not fired. Josh told us what happened. You can just like take the day off. It's totally fine, but just come back tomorrow. Ignore it. It's not a big deal. And I was like, uh, I'll call you back and like, let you know my decision. And then I hung up the phone and I was with, my mom had driven to Chicago and she was only like an hour or two away from work. And I was like, what do I do? Like I already deleted literally everything. Like I can't go back to work at this point. Like I have literally (laughs) deleted, I deleted my whole job essentially. Like I had events planned for the next several weeks. And so I just was, I, I never went back. I blocked all of their numbers that minute. I never texted them or called them to tell them I wasn't coming back. Really? No, I just was done. Oh my God. I just like walked away. And so, I mean, I knew for weeks on end, like just off of the top of my head, dates and wit like I had booked events and so I knew that they were having groups of people come in expecting an event and they didn't know what it was like they didn't know the food the only contact exactly and so I had the food menu I had the like the drinks that what was it an open bar was it not an open bar was it downstairs was it upstairs was it in one of the ballrooms was it like what was it and I just had all this information so and they were just lost did, did your boyfriend still work there not, oh, no, not now, how did I'm I saying... forget that? No, like 15 minutes after me, they fired him. What? The same guy. 
Well, and also, you have to have two managers present when you're fired. Like, that's what he taught me. If I was ever going to fire someone, I had to have a co-manager with me so that liability reasons. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And so, no, he just took me on the sidewalk, and then 15 minutes later, while I was on the phone with my mom... My boyfriend called me and was like, he was laughing about it. He was just like, I can't believe he just fired like that. He's so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Like, he thought it was kind of a funny situation because he couldn't believe it happened. Did you have any other friends there? Because I want to know, like, what the hell happened. Like, internally. Well, he's been, like, arrested or his warrant was out. Like, it just spiraled. I mean, he became, like, physically abusive. He supposedly, like, pulled a phone out of one of the server's hand, threw it down, shattered the phone, dragged her by her hair through the restaurant. And, like, when I was at this restaurant, I mean, he was, like, snorting cocaine off the bar. Like, that's how... And, I mean, that's Chicago restaurant industry. It was disgusting. I've never been around drugs like that. And he would just get blackout drunk at the bar. He would force me to drink on days where I had homework and stuff and I'd be like it's like 2 p.m and I just wanted to go home and he would like just start pouring shots of fernet he got me drunk like before I was even of age it was just but it was like I mean he's like seven feet tall almost Mm -hmm. in stature and so it's like this physical stature of intimidation Mm -hmm. along with him having such a intimidating like dominant presence that it was just like I mean, he's yelling at you, and and I'm 21 on salary. Like in my head, I wasn't gonna get a better job, you know. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm never gonna make this kind of money anywhere else. And so if he's pouring a shot of Fernet, which is freaking gasoline, mm-hmm. um, if he's pouring Fernet, and, and he insists after 10 times of me saying no, I'm gonna sit down and just take the shot because I just want to get the situation over with. Right. And so I mean, that's what he was doing with everybody. He was just like getting girls drunk doing drugs off the bar, being a gross human. And then, yeah, I mean, I read articles and I had people calling me from the restaurant saying that, like, he had dragged this girl by her hair across the restaurant after they had closed, so there was no customers there. And, yeah, I mean, it was just, that was him. Which it doesn't, I wish I could say that it surprised me, but the behavior that I saw, I feel like I'm making it sound bad, but it's not nearly as bad as it actually was. And so I'm not surprised that he would drag a person by their hair across the bar. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I don't know either, but it's awesome. Freaking awesome. Can't remember, but I've never told the story on here, so I feel like I want to do eventually. <laughs> well, there you go. I I'm so glad that, that I, I was like uh, like uh, witness yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, you were here for the day. Yeah, I've always said that I quit because I just never wanted to tell that entire thing. And it just sucks because I've never been fired. Like, I was like a good student. I'm not a troublemaker. I don't mess with the law. So I was just like, I, I don't get fired from things. That's I'm just a hard, like, I'm, that sounds so dumb, but like, I'm a hardworking person. I didn't want to be fired. Like, I don't want that on my record of yeah, jobs. Yeah. I was and so fired it just, once. yeah. Just once. Yeah. It sucked. It does suck. It's like, it's such a terrible feeling, especially yeah. when it's like that. It wasn't like he sat me down and was like, hey, you're just really not matching up with what we need right now. Right. He was like, you're terrible. Let me just scream at you in front of 500 people while they watch. And then I spun around in circles for like five. It really was like a movie where I was like slow motion, like spinning. And I just yeah. saw everything racing before my eyes. But yeah, it was terrible. I, I don't even know. I'm not going to say <laughs> her. Go. I'm not going to pretend like I can connect this to van life. <laughs> <laughs> Although that entire experience is single-handedly the reason why I'm I was going to say, that probably seg- got you into Right. Well, because we had already been looking into buying a van or we might have like just bought one. I can't remember the exact timeline, but like we were interested in van life and uh, we were definitely going to make it happen. But I didn't know how I was going to leave that job. Like 
my heart, my soul, my body, like, I lived and breathed that job. And so I, I was really panicky about how I was ever going to leave it. And so him cutting that cord was kind of like, well, now the only thing I have is van life. Well, things happen for a reason. Right. I am a believer of that. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, that, that him firing you in a corner. That was really like the universe pushing me to be like, you're done with this. It's terrible for you. You're unhealthy yeah. in every possible way. Please go do something else. I, you know, I was about to say something, and I don't know if I should because I've never said it publicly. We love that. Yes. We um, invite it. This is a little graphic, so bear with me. <laughs> okay. Trigger warning, potentially. Um, If like, we're talking about things happen for a reason. Okay. If I never caught my ex blowing another guy, whoa, I would not be in here talking to you right now. Shut up. Yeah. How so? Well, because that that uh, we broke up. I went into that small apartment, and then my and then I was like depressed for six months. And my brother showed me that van life video, and that oh. was, triggered me out of it. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, but, but in to the this moment, day, she doesn't. I guess know that I caught her. Oh, yeah. fun fact. Yeah, hopefully well, she's not listening to this. I was going to say, there's like a one out of a billion chance, but maybe she's here and I'm here for that. <laughs> but no, I do think that like... I could share it. We share what? The podcast. Oh, true. <laughs> and maybe she- she'll see it. But no, I think like the message there to anyone else is that I think a lot of people listening are currently in one of those situations. Yep. Maybe not as like bad or graphic or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. Like maybe not as intense, but like you're really hard push from the universe could be coming. It could be. And the, the, the important thing is here is don't force it. Right. You know, and we don't or know wait what on it, it is. Yeah. Sometimes you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's right. very dark. I feel like when I said them, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's a better way of saying it. Yeah. No matter where you are, even if you're in a terrible nine to five that you absolutely hate and you don't think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, as long as you work towards something yes like it's not just going to happen but as long as like something is in mind and you're taking some type of action towards that thing like there is literally a lot at the end of the tunnel and i have to remind myself of that all the time and it's not easy it's not not easy to remind yourself but it's 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 a constant work it's a work in progress yeah but you'll get there you'll definitely get there i mean we're we're all gonna yeah, it's tough. I know. Just to keep harping on the same thing, that is why this week has been so nice. Because, like, not that I was not in a dark place at all before this, but, like, you and Alexa really are good at, I feel like, shining that light of just kind of being like, oh, you want to do this? Okay, then, like, we're pulling you into it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you kind of, you really set my mindset every single day. Instead of having to, like, push myself to do something, you guys are like... No, well, you motivated let's sit me. down and do it. You, I think you being here motivated me. I think it just it just goes circle. You know? Right. Uh, you motivated me in a ways uh, I changed my YouTube. Like, How so? I, I uh, well, you were on my live, which was kind of awesome. Um, Sweet. Not kind of. It was it fun. It was very awesome. Thanks. And, it was fun. you know, just like how, like business strategy. Oh, yeah. You know, like that. I'm a big business nerd. I don't yeah. really talk about that on here very often, but like I can talk Entrepreneurship. Yes, entrepreneurial yeah. stuff and just like I there's nothing in this world more that I love than learning. Like yeah. I just want to learn and 100. soak in everything. And I love it. And like being around you has really motivated me. You already think I work hard. I I know you work hard. Thank you. But I I feel like I need to double down again. 
Yeah. And but being an entrepreneur, it sucks because that is an infinite feeling. Yeah. Like you're never working us. hard enough. No. Never. I don't think I am. I just started another YouTube channel. Who I know. does that? I know. Okay. We can start to wrap up, but I want you to to plug all of your things. Jared does a million van life videos. So although this wasn't necessarily the most van lifey podcast, which is perfect, and I love that, we'll do. Can I be on again when I come up to Tahoe to visit you? Absolutely. Oh my there god, you, you can go. be on as many times as you Aww. want. But yeah, no, and I, I've really learned that like we're not here just to talk about van life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like I mean that gets real old and really boring. And I've talked a lot about van life, but for the people who are interested in van life, van builds, the community, and just kind of like one person's perspective on all of those things. Jared is like the guy. He's literally known as the YouTube (laughs) van guy. Like that's kind of, although. Am I? I don't even know this. Yes. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. He is Uh, from somebody who's in the community and hears people talking very often. You are that person. Oh, Um, it makes me feel very special. Thank you. Good. But okay. Where can they find you? My YouTube name is just my name, and I did that for a bunch of reasons, but it's Jared Tocci, and it's J-A-R-R-O-D, and then T-O-C-C-I. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also look up Ghost Van. That is the name of my van. It actually stands for something. It's an acronym. So it's What's the acronym? Ground Home Operation Stealth Transportation. Wow. Yeah. So it has like a double meaning, ghost, and all that stealthiness yeah. to it. But so his his logo is like a van, but like the... The ghost version yeah, of it. Ghost, <laughs> like, like, I don't know how face, to. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know how to say that. Um, I was my idea for the the design, but I had so I paid somebody to to make my logo for right. me. Right, and then that so that's my page. I do everything van life related there. I do DIY stuff. I do informational vlogging. I am now getting more into interactive vlogs, which is going to be following me around a little bit more after. Two years of taking a break from stand-up comedy, I am finally jumping back into stand-up comedy, which I am super excited about, which is funny because I was a stand-up comic before I was a YouTuber. Yeah. So a lot of my uh, viewers don't know that about me. Right. So I am really excited to kind of do this new vlog style of following me behind this journey of a comic that has no... He's not like you. You just said that I am a bigger name in the van life community. Mm-hmm. I am a nothing in the stand up comedy community. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Hopefully, my journey through that process, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what that new interactive vlog will kind of do for everybody. Okay. As well, well as that's fun. It will hopefully, <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, but it'll be me traveling in the van doing it. Right. So it'll be van life related ish. But for all of my stand up stuff. I didn't want to put it on that channel because I am a little abrasive and I am a little, I do cuss and I wanted to start a podcast because I just don't work enough apparently. <laughs> so that other channel is who is this effing guy? <laughs> and that's mostly because of Northeast guy walks into a place and we turn to our friends and like, who's this fucking guy? Yeah. You know, like, cause that's just who we are. So all of my stuff is going to be who uh, on who is this effing guy, the podcast as well as, and the podcast is just like a joke. It's just like there to like, Fill in time. Yeah, really. just for it's you to talk. Me to talk and me to be with friends and me to shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's that's what this podcast basically yeah. is. Literally just us talking while we do laundry. Yeah. And um, honestly, the most fun thing out of all everything I do is touring other people's vans, yeah. tiny homes, dwellings, whatever. Right, rigs. Rigs. Because I, and people always ask me, how do you pick who to tour? And I, did I ever tell you that? Uh-uh. How I pick people to tour is I fall in love with the person first, mm-hmm. Van second. Hmm. 
So I... Well, he toured my van, guys. I did tour. I love Sydney. (laughs) Usually when I like talk to somebody and I get to know them as a human, I know that their personality is in their van. Right. So I know that they're going to have a cool van. Yeah. And so I will typically... I will usually tour pretty much everybody I come across. But I want to show the, the beautiful people of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I really f- try to bring out their personality. Everything I do is vlog style. Right. Everything I do is very real, raw, in-your-face, you know, vlog. I yeah. Guess. Even my tours. Yeah. No, but I love TV. that. Yeah. What is, uh, what's your Instagram? Oh, we're going to go there. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, we might as well, well follow you, too. Yeah. Um, it's my name. It's uh, everything across the board is going to be Jared Tachi. So it's okay. at Jared Tachi, all one word. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Just like you. You're across the board on everything. Across the board. Divine on the road. Except for the podcast is miles all on the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Besides true. this. But yeah. Okay. I love that. Guys, also, last thing. I'm not going to say that much information, but I'm going, I'm putting it out into the universe. I'm holding myself accountable. Yes. I am going to start a coffee company. You're announcing this right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't think you were going to. Well, because we were plugging you, and so then I was like, I might as well just say Good. the one thing I'm working on. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to say that much about it, but I'm going to start selling a specific type of thing that is coffee-related, and I'm going to have a coffee company. I've been wanting to do coffee for a while. I was choosing between coffee and wine, but there's too many legalities when it comes to wine and alcohol, so. And I, and I seriously, I'm not going to, like be involved in it, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to support it. Thank you. Because you will be involved, at least, like, in all of the brainstorming and yeah, questions oh, and opinions I'm, that I But need. I'm not, like, trying to take anything from you. But right. I, yeah, I right. I, there's no way you're taking this from me. No, <laughs> I just want to, like, I want to be there and, like, um, support and plug and do whatever I can to do. Thank to help you. Me. Because I am the biggest coffee connoisseur of all time. Yeah. Like, I love coffee. Same. Um, And I think the idea you told me is I am super duper excited for it. Thank you. Like it's mind blowing shit, guys. Like I don't ah, know what else to say. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah, I've never been able to like promote a thing before besides the podcast, but like a tangible thing that I can Do you have a name? Do you want to say the name? No, I'm not gonna say the name okay. yet, but I do have a name. Okay, good. Yeah. If you DM me and ask, I'll tell you. Because <laughs> that means you listen to the entire podcast and I love On that. On your My Solo Road? I don't care anywhere. Just ask. <laughs> well you guys yeah. can DM me and ask. Yeah, that too. He knows it. Okay, well, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank Love you. For you. Me. Had Love so you. much fun. Do you want to give any advice to people looking into van life? I do like to end kind of on that. Anybody who wants to do it, is looking into doing it, is struggling in life, has anxiety, I really don't even care. Advice, any knowledge that you have that the, you like passing along. The only thing, because I've built two vans myself. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is, uh, and I try to tell, I tell this to everybody, is take your time and enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Do not rush. Enjoy the moment. We're all, by the way, and do not get discouraged asking for help. Right. You know, we are all, we all need help. Guys, I got it on my first van. I got it from my dad. On my second van, I got it from like two groups of friends plus my dad. Right. Take the help. I guarantee you're going to need it. And it helps a lot when you people work together. As you know, just in, not only just in van life, but in business. Right. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I think, like, being a perfectionist, I always want to do everything myself. Right. But, like, when I get the best results when I have people alongside with me. Yep. You know, and I like doing podcast episodes by myself as well because it's kind of like a one-on-one with me and my people. But I get the best responses from episodes with people. Yeah. Because you just kind of, like, it's more conversational. You get to hear two perspectives and, like, yeah, I mean, that just kind of goes along with 
the fact that like a team effort is always welcome and it's always a solid option. Like yeah. should take it. And like you just yeah, you learn a lot by working with people in every you aspect. Do. You do so. even for van builds. Exactly. So just make sure you guys take your time. Like seriously, like it's not a race. All the all well, the I national think, parks and mountains are still going to be there. Right. That's the thing is that people see it on Instagram and they suddenly feel like they're behind in some way. Yep. They're just like, I need to get on the road as fast as possible. And like, that's just not the case. Van life will be even bigger by the time you get on the road. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and like, I was he, heartbroken last summer because I saw every all of my friends, right. including you, at all these gatherings and enjoying life. And I'm like sitting in Boston building a van out. And I, I seriously I could not turn on Instagram for a month. Yeah. Because I was focused so hard to build this van out. And, but like my heart was broken that I wasn't there with everybody. Yeah. But I also knew that this summer's coming. Right. 2020 summer's coming. Right. And I, I have my whole summer planned. It's great. I'm excited. Yeah. But it is so hard in the moment because you just get such bad FOMO. It is serious FOMO. It's FOMO a real gets thing. real. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Somebody I told me it Jomo. Have you heard Jomo? No. Joy of missing out. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's so cute. Yeah, if people it. don't know what FOMO is. It's the fear of missing out. But yeah. I get it so bad. If I see my friends hanging out and I'm not oh. there, I'm always like, oh, my God. I, they I shouldn't mean, even I be talking FOMO. without me. I got FOMO when you had your podcast with Alexa. Aw. <laughs> we should do something with the three of us. Oh, we can. Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay, we're going to wrap uh, this up because uh, yeah. it's so long. The editor who does this podcast, shout out to you, I literally live and die for you, wants me to say, because I can't plug myself very well, to follow and subscribe to the podcast. A lot of you listen, and I'm super grateful for that. Love it. But um, it is helpful to me analytically if you subscribe and follow on whatever platform you listen to. But it also will notify you because we all know that I'm never on time on this podcast. But I'm doing so many this week that they I should have all of them done on time. But yeah, just subscribe, follow, do the things. Follow my solo road on Instagram too. I have an Instagram where I do all of the updates. Oh, that's what I was saying. If you... My God... <laughs> it's, it's midnight and I'm losing my mind. But if you follow and subscribe, then you will get notified whenever I post because I'm not on time. That's all of my thoughts put together, tied together. I did it. I will say that you are by far my <laughs> favorite female van life podcaster. I think I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you might be the only one I but know. That's the sweetest thing anyone has ever <laughs> <Yes>. said to <laughs> me. I almost said favorite van life podcaster, but my buddy also does one too. That's fine. As soon as I click end, he's going to tell me I'm the favorite. It's fine. Okay. Love you all. And I will see you next week. Say bye. Oh yeah. I get it. Bye guys. Love you. (laughs)